Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Brain Fart. Hi guys, welcome back. It has been quite a long time since I have recorded an episode or checked in, and with with good reason, I must say, and we'll get to that later in this episode, but wow, it's good to be back. It's good to be recording. It has been quite quite the month. Oh, it's maybe even two months, quite the two months. Time has ceased to exist in my brain because of this past month, and I'm glad to finally be back and getting back into it. So today, I just want to give you guys an update on what's going on. It will probably end up being two episodes just because it is it is a long... <laughs> A, a long story, but I want to tell it and I want to inform you guys on my experience of it. And I hope you're all doing well. I know we are kind of in crazy times right now and it can be a little uncertain and scary, but I hope everyone's hanging in there and staying as healthy as they can be. And yeah, that's that's that. So let me just dive into it. I am currently recording this from Las Vegas, Nevada, which if you listen to the podcast, you will know might be might be a little shocking or curious because I was supposed to be in London finishing up my not finishing, but uh, continuing my master's program. And I am not there anymore. I'm still continuing my master's program, but from um, Las Vegas and from a, from a quarantine, from a social distancing online, online, I'm doing it online. Let's just, let's just get to the facts. Uh, so yeah, let me, I kind of want to talk about what happened, what led up to this point and what I've been doing this past month. I've been really sick um, with what I suspect was coronavirus. Unfortunately, my testing was inconclusive, I will say. I did get a result, but it was it was a little sketchy. And I'll leave you with that, and I will tell you more about it when I get to that part of the story. But that's basically where I've been. I was really sick for a month, really. And now I'm finally getting back into it. I actually start classes back up online on Monday. So I'm finally, I'm finally getting back into my life. And yeah, so let's start from the beginning. So back in March, oh, good gracious, was it March? Yeah, it was the beginning of March, when all of this was starting to really spread into Europe, as well as the States. I was still in class, and I was still pretty much in it. I know it's hard when you're in such an intensive program. It really feels like a bubble because all you do all day is you wake up, you go to this school, you're there for 12 hours, you go home. And that is kind of the bubble I was living in for a good chunk of time. And so, of course, I had been reading the news and being aware of the situation, but it really felt disconnected at that point. And it wasn't until one day, I believe it was a Friday, and I was in a rehearsal that it really started to sink in what was going on. And I think it was starting to sink in for 
the, the UK government, but also the citizens of the UK and the, my classmates and everyone kind of in that area, we were finally realizing that it was not just something that would pass over or that that would be easily dismissed. And so we continued our rehearsal, but with a lot of a lot of whispering of what's going to happen. Are they going to shut down the school? Are they going to shut down the country? What's what's going to happen here? How are we going to continue? And just a lot of a lot of that panic rising, of course, because that's what happens. Unfortunately, we're creatures of of not habit, but <laughs> creatures of this earth and we feel feelings and panic is one of those. And so that was kind of spreading a little bit, trying to keep that down and think rationally and think, okay, what's the next step instead of jumping to conclusions. And I remember sitting in a rehearsal and I had a friend ask me, she asked, how are you doing with all of this? You know, with all of your health issues, are you worried? Have you talked to any of your doctors or your parents? And I really realized, oh, that's something I need to be doing that I need to get in contact with my doctors and with my parents and see what they think about this and see if they think I should be here or be in school right now. And I ended up obviously contacting them and I got the resounding response, especially from my parents, you know what, just go home for the day. Um, maybe go to the grocery store tomorrow, see if you can stock up on some things, not stockpile, but just get some basic necessities just in case you have to be inside for a couple of days and just lay low for the next couple of days to see what's going on. And I think that was that was definitely the right decision for me. And it made me feel a lot more comfortable. And my school was really great about it. They said, you know what, okay, no worries at all. If you don't feel comfortable, you have underlying health conditions, not, not any that involve the lungs or the heart, but you still have a little bit of a compromised system because of this. So feel free to go home and let us know what your plans are going forth. And I had already had a couple of classmates decide to return home as well before this, before it really took off. And so they kind of knew what was happening and knew that people were making these decisions. And so I decided to go home that Friday. I left rehearsal. I talked to my director. He was very understanding. Everyone was really understanding. No one made me feel bad for leaving. And I ended up going home and just deciding to lay low for the weekend. And that's what I did. I wasn't feeling sick. I wasn't having any issues, but I was a little nervous. I kind of, it was kind of that feeling of going back and forth between, oh, I'm a little nervous about this to, oh, I have nothing to worry about. It's not a big deal. I didn't quite find a middleman of those two yet at that point. I was kind of just teetering between both of those extremes without finding that gray area. And I decided to hang low that weekend. Hang low? Oh, lay low. And I called my parents. I talked to them and we discussed the option of possibly coming home. And at that point, I wasn't really interested in that or looking at that. I decided I was going to kind of stick it out in London I wasn't too worried. And then I, I'm i not quite sure what happened or what shifted. We ended up canceling. The school ended up closing. So that was a big thing. Maybe that was the shift. They ended up closing on that, that next Monday. We didn't have class and they ended up sending out a message saying, hey, we have to close until June 5th 
or until further notice. So we kind of had a date that we wouldn't be immediately going back to classes and we would be doing online. And luckily for us, we were about to go into a month long break. And so it didn't seem as scary. Like we had time, we had some time to figure things out. And yeah, we had a couple weeks of school left before that break, but it wasn't too horrible pushing that break forward a little bit. And so they ended up closing down the school. And that's when I started thinking, okay, what? Maybe I do need to go home. And that's when I started feeling a little off, not sick, but just a little off. Like I was having more headaches than normal and they weren't my typical pressure headaches. So I knew something was different there. They felt very different for me. So I was having that and I didn't know if it was part anxiety or part just nervousness and or if it was something to clock or worry about because it it was an off feeling and it wasn't a good feeling. And so I ended up talking to my parents and they just made the decision along with me that I needed to come home. And so I ended up calling or I ended up booking a flight for that Wednesday to go home. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized, oh, I feel like I need to go home sooner. I feel like I need to get home sooner. And so the next day, Monday, I ended up calling the airline and asking if I could switch my flight to an earlier time. And they ended up having a flight going out Tuesday, which was good because they weren't sure if my Wednesday flight would have taken off anyways, because they ended up canceling, I think, 80% of their international flights. And the big, not the big problem, but one of the problems was I couldn't directly fly into Las Vegas because only a certain amount of airports were taking in international flights. And so the nearest airport I could get into was LAX, which makes sense. But then the problem was I couldn't hop on a plane from LAX to Las Vegas because they were saying that they wanted, you had to go into a 14 day quarantine or something. It was very confusing and hard to navigate and deal with. And so we just decided my mom would drive down to LA to pick me up and then drive me back to Las Vegas. So it was going to be a very long travel day, but I was excited that I was able to go in on Tuesday because they were worried about my flight canceling on Wednesday. It was, it was crazy. And, but honestly, everyone was really nice, really accommodating on the phone and really wanted to help me. And I was really appreciative of that because it was such a crazy time and people were freaking out because they had just closed the U.S. borders. And so everyone had already made that initial rush back to the States. But since they were letting in citizens, I wasn't too worried about getting in in that round. So I finally, finally got my ticket. So this was all happening. Everything was crazy. A lot of my classmates were booking flights going home. I think the majority of them. Um, my flatmates actually ended up staying in the flat. So luckily, I have people there to take care of my plants. Um, but I basically told them I was like, all my food in my cupboard is free range for you guys. I'm not sure when I'm going to be back. I packed a small carry on and my backpack of stuff because I didn't want to have to check a bag. And I left. I wrapped a scarf around my face and I hopped on the tube and <laughs> prayed I would be okay. And I didn't have any sort of wipes or hand sanitizer because as we know, all of that stuff went very quickly and I didn't have any. And so I just hopped on the tube and tried not to touch many things except for my own personal items 
And I got to the airport and the airport was, it was not deserted, but I did not wait in a line to get through security. And this is London Heathrow. This is a pretty big airport. And I walked through security. Nobody, (laughs) nobody, no line, nobody in front of me. I just walked right through. I walked through ticketing. It was a very quick experience. And I ended up being there very early because I was a little worried about what would happen with all of this and if people, if there was going to be a lot of commotion going on. And I just wanted to be there on time. And so I got there very early and I ended up just sitting there waiting. And I remember looking at the flight board and thinking, oh, that's, there's actually a lot of flights going out. But then I realized that probably 75% to 80% of them had canceled next to them. And so all of these flights were on the board and the majority of them were canceled. There were maybe only four or five flights going out that weren't canceled. And luckily one of one was mine. And it, it was such a strange feeling. And it was also so interesting because I would look around the airport and I would see some people who had no mask, no nothing, no gloves. They were just freely walking by people, touching everything, not an issue. And then I would look over and then I'd see people in full hazmat suits traveling. And it was such an interesting, oh, what's the word? Um, oh, it was, there was such an antithesis between the two of them. I feel like that's not the word I was looking for, but I guess it works. So, but it was so, so wacky to be in that situation. And and when I really thought about it, I'd be like, oh, this is, this is something I'm going to tell my grandkids because (laughs) traveling during a pandemic is not something I had planned to do anytime soon. And so all, all of this aside, I ended up getting on the flight. They did an extra check. They gave us two pieces of paper to basically fill out and say, have we had any fevers? Had we had any coughing, any issues. And luckily up to that point, I'd just really been having the headache. I hadn't had fevers or coughing, so I was able to check no. And I got on the flight. And bless the girl sitting next to me who had hand sanitizer and wipes so and let me have some so I could wipe down my seat and use the sanitizer. But then it kind of all faded away. Then I was on a plane for 11, 12 hours, and you kind of forget get about what's going on below because you're just in the sky and I watched like five movies in a row and I just got to kind of enjoy myself for a little period of time. I filled out the papers, everything was good. And then about 10 minutes before we were landing, we got they announced over the intercom that um what not police, but they would have marshals or something entering the plane when we landed so to stay seated. I don't know. That's a little, it's a little freaky when you think about it. And so we landed and I texted my family saying I had was safe. And we ended up just, they, I mean, they came on and they basically just ushered us off in a uniform manner. It was nothing crazy. They weren't looking for anyone who suspected to have it, but we, we were ushered off and I ended up getting off pretty quickly and early. And I ended up walking so fast that the CDC hadn't come to our gate yet to check people for temperatures and to do the check. And so I was already down to the, um, uh, what is, what is it called? Customs. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, I forgot that word. I was already down in customs and they realized that a chunk of us had made it through before the CDC had checked us. So they ended up having to stop us, usher us to a different room to get it checked. So I got through the first part of customs 
And then we were ushered into a smaller room. And thank goodness I was one of the first people through. I don't know if it was just my speedy legs or the fact that I took the stairs, but I had beat out a lot of people in the line. And I was one of, I think I was fourth in line behind a couple other guys. And we got up and they checked our temperature and luckily mine was good. And if it wasn't, they ushered you to another room. So I don't know what happened in that room, but I'm glad I didn't have to go. And then they took your passport and went somewhere else. And you had to wait in another line before they could enter all your information and check you that way. And so we were waiting in another line. And as I waited in that line, our the line behind me just started growing and growing and growing to hundreds of people. And I was so grateful because it was taking a very long time for them to input each person's information. And I can't imagine how long it would have taken for that entire line. Because I finally got through, I think, 15, 20 minutes later, and I was like the fourth in line. And so I ended up getting through. I walked through the next part of customs because no one was there because everyone was waiting in the line behind me. And I was out and I called my mom and I was like, mom, I'm out, pick me up. And she had gotten there just in time. And they thought I was going to have hours and hours to wait. But I think I got there. I think I decided to travel back in like this golden period where there weren't a ton. It wasn't the big rush of people trying to get in before the states closed. And so I I had... I didn't have to wait that long because we had looked at the wait times, I think a couple days before, and people were waiting hours and hours and hours to get through customs. And I'm sure it honestly would have taken that long if I was any further back in line, but I wasn't. (laughs) And I ran out and my mom pulled up and my cousin had come with her and they threw um, sanitary wipes at me and I wiped down all of my stuff. I took off all my outer layers of clothing because we didn't know at that point of clothing or what held it. And so I took all that stuff off. We put it in a trash bag. I changed in the car and I was on my way home. And then I had another four or five hour drive home. And wow, it was, it was very, my adrenaline was pumping. I hadn't slept in like 21 hours or something crazy. And I just was so wired up because of the whole experience. And I was so grateful to be in in my car, not having to worry. I was a little worried about my mom and my cousin just because of the stuff I had brought in. And I was worried it might have stuff. But then we we just drove home. We got back. I didn't touch anyone. I didn't touch anything. They opened all the doors for me. All I did was touch my belongings. And I went upstairs and I went in my room and that's where I was quarantined. And I took a shower, tried to wash everything off. And that was that. And it was, it was such a, such a wacky experience traveling back. And at this point I was still feeling pretty good. I wasn't feeling sick yet. But then we got notice that someone at my school had tested positive for it. And I realized, okay, I I think I'm closer to this than I had thought. And one of my friends had fallen ill. And so that's when we started to really track the timing and seeing if anything would happen or change. And then a couple days later, I started getting sick. And things were taking a turn. And I think I'm going to leave it there for this episode because I want to give me feeling sick its own episode to talk about. I don't want to rush that in any way because I really want to tell you guys what I experienced, my symptoms, everything that I was feeling, 
everything that went on with me. So I'll leave you there with Maddie quarantined in her childhood bedroom (laughs) back home in Las Vegas, Nevada. And honestly, it's been really nice being back, other than the fact that I was really, really sick for a long time. But it's it's nice to be home. It's a little weird. It's going to be weird doing online classes, I think, and being in that headspace in a completely different location. Excuse me. Obviously, I miss London. I really do. I really miss it. The month of... The month of... Um, break I was supposed to be traveling all around and I I was like boohoo no travel and then you think that and then you realize oh my gosh what is going on in our world look at all these people who are dying and how tragic it is and it it is it's horrible it's so so horrible and all we can do is stay in and stay safe and try to help as much as we can and yeah I think I think that's where I'm going to leave the episode I'm really happy to be back to doing this. I I was away from it for such a long time that I don't think I realized how much I missed it until I sat down and started talking and how exciting it was to talk about it. And I'm glad I'm glad to be back. I hope you guys are doing well. If you ever have any questions or concerns or epiphanies, please feel free to reach out to me. You can email me at brainfartpodcast at gmail.com or if you have social media, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at the same name, brainfartpodcast. Uh, I respond to everyone who contacts me. <laughs> so it's fun. I talk. Uh, yeah, so feel free to do that if you have the time or the need or the want or share the podcast, all of that stuff. I'm just glad to be back. I'm sorry it was such a long time, guys, and I'm sorry I didn't give a lot of notice, but I was I was pretty fevered up for a month and I was not feeling great and I was not quite in the in the right mindset to be informing people of what was going on. But luckily, I'm on the other side of it. I'm really grateful for that. And I'm recording my podcast. So I will talk to you guys next week. I hope you guys stay safe. I hope you have a great whatever time it is, wherever you are. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.